So uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, he used to have um, a, a show. What the hell was it called? The Ali G Show. Did yeah. you ever watch it? No, no, I, I haven't. So it was. No, wait, Sasha Baron Cohen, is that Borat? Yeah. Very nice. So I'm pretty sure it was the Ali G Show. So he would maintain this character who had like pretty much like an adidas jumpsuit on all the time and he was um i don't know if he was in it was in europe somewhere that he would somehow get these high level politicians to go onto his show mm-hmm. and he would maintain character and just like fucking roast him like get him in such awkward situations like they were uncomfortable so where can you watch these where is it on YouTube or? Uh, I know years ago it used to be on HBO. Okay. He's got to be on one. Um, the most recent one, it's like Borat part two or whatever. Sure. Did you watch that? Mm-mm, no. It's okay. Well, <laughs> but I was thinking about how <laughs> it's a terrible scene in it. I'm not even going to, I'd go to hell describing it on the podcast. So, but I was thinking about how you mentioned pranking people. Yeah. That's all he did. Well, that's, it's fun. Pranking people's fun. He's, he's like the next level pranking though. Like he doesn't care about people's feelings whatsoever. Hey Katie, we can hear you breathing. Is that breathing? Not breathing. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you're you're looking like dapper again as usual. So what what you got going on today? Uh, today I went to a closing for one of my clients that we got into a, a beautiful townhome over in Woodbury on Granite Lane. So we actually um, didn't have to go crazy like some of the other ones in Woodbury kind of do. Um, it's actually right by where. Our teammate Sam's new listing is coming up really soon. Same community. Nice. We actually have Sam in the studio today. He he brought his uh, little golden doodle. That golden doodle scared the crap out of me when I walked up the stairs because I was like texting and walking up the stairs, so kind of looking down. And I get to that last stair, and it she just starts barking at me, and I it scared me. You have a nice penmanship. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> was that Katie laughing? Yeah, I think she's over there laughing. Sam's probably snapping us. Oh, she- yeah, probably. So, yeah, um, I came in early again today. And I uh, I got up the, uh, I pulled in these other monitors. So it's going to, you know, kind of help with our workflow and just more sp- screen space. I'm having a really tough time. I, I, don't, I know you can set up an iMac as an external display, but I can't figure it out. I, I went to Best Buy and spent like $250 on stuff just now, like this thing, another one of these things, a couple of cables. I can't believe it came to 250 bucks. So I think I'll be able to return one of the items, um, but I can't figure out how to get the iMac as a second display from my MacBook Pro. Um, 
I don't expect you to know unless you do. No. Yeah. I'm not the IT guy. It's kind of frustrating. Maybe. Hey, what's up, Sam? Hey. How's it going, buddy? Oh, great. <laughs> what time's? Oh, your appointment's at, at noon to get yeah, groomed? No, I'll hop on after time. So. Right on. If I, if I send you with cash and if you stop for lunch, will you just grab me whatever you're grabbing? I'll probably DoorDash the thing. Okay. Sweet. Well, I, let me know when that happens because I'm, I'm going to be hungry. So you don't uh, want no um, gas station Oscar Mayer? No, thanks. No, I'd rather eat deer meat. Just I've got a block of it. I think still in the car. It's a it's a good temperature outside though. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 50, 50 degrees. It's, I don't park in a garage. So I was I was watching. Um, this show last night um and up in northeast alaska um they when they harvest a a moose they don't have refrigeration of course so they just hang it up mm-hmm. how the hell does that meat not go bad well what time of year fall i mean so yeah. I'd imagine it's 40 50 degrees oh uh, i mean it 40 mid 30s is that what you keep your refrigerator at well i know when they age meat i think that it's like a 40 degree mark right i don't know because if it gets below freezing it's gonna freeze so when they when they hang (laughs) meat it needs to be above 32 degree fahrenheit and i think i'm pretty sure like 40 degrees is safe i mean maybe we should get a food expert on here and Talk to them. I don't take any advice from me or us. Period. Or that you know, this is all opinion based, and um, yeah. So we're not recommending anything to anybody except. I think that's what you do: is you hang the moose and just start quartering it, and it has that's how they age meat. Hmm. Do they just leave it all winter long? Yeah, because it's um, just a, a couple, and so hmm. they once they harvest the moose, that moose is gonna feed them all winter long, all fall, all, all season. I wonder if they uh, salt it or do some type of like rub it down in salt and then hang it um, to help it age. They'd have to bring in a, a plane of salt. <laughs> a plane of salt, just <laughs> dump it right on it. Just, here you go, moose. Oh, that's, that's actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, I, I guess I don't, I don't know enough about it. We're going to need to uh, get a hunter. Actually, um, a good buddy of mine up there. He's got a, a great thing going. He's back in the nineties. He was the premier hip hop artist in Alaska and it was called Arctic flow. And it was, uh, it was soiled seed is his stage name and uh, Josh boots. And I should pull up their music for you. Cause it's really, it, it, it's just a cult classic. As a kid, I grew up listening to these guys looking up to him and it's probably a reason why they didn't make it out of Alaska. They did some big shows, actually. They they played some big shows, but they grew up and had kids and started families and, you know, stopped chasing Producing. the music scene. Yeah. But so Daniel is his name, Soiled Seed. He's a big time hunter. He's big time outdoors guy, fisher. Um, we've stayed in contact over the years, but he started a podcast. Uh, I believe it was this last winter. Real nice setup. It's it. I can't wait to go on it sometime when you know next time we go to alaska if we go to alaska to go fishing we're gonna go hit up this podcast it's called the alaska wild project Hmm. 
and it's uh, it's really cool. He goes on these amazing sheep hunts and moose hunts and caribou, and it's, he's he's a fun dude to follow. Arctic Flow is the name of their um, their group. group. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Alaska. That's a cool place. You spent some time up in Alaska, right? Fishing at a Homer or? Yeah, I had um, a client invited me up a few years back, and um, I took up took him up on it. And then everyone was thinking I was crazy for traveling to Alaska by myself. And um, I was like, hey, why not? But, yeah, we, we uh, fished out of Homer, Seward, and uh, Whittier. Yeah, all of those places are, are super cool. I, I grew up just real close to Whittier, but in Girdwood. Did you ever go to Girdwood? Not sure. Uh, no, I, I, know, I know when we, we were in Whittier, it was in and out just for fish, and then we went back to uh, Anchorage to the hangar manager, or to the hangar. There's nothing shittier than Whittier. That's the saying up there. Because it's just it's rainy and, and foggy most of the time. Did you have did you have clear skies when you went there? No, it was cloudy and shitty. Yeah. Uh, did you see any wildlife like whales or orca? Um, when I was driving in, the tide was out, so I didn't see anything uh, in the bay at that time. Uh, in Whittier, I don't recall seeing any any whales there's probably too much uh cruise ship traffic at that particular moment uh but did see you know the the goats up in the mountains and stuff like that you know because obviously they have a bunch of um pull off areas where you can park and just kind of sightsee so that was pretty sweet that's uh that's the seward highway yeah it leaves anchorage goes south it's uh you're driving down it's called turnigan arm and it's I heard that's delicious Turnigan Arm? Turnigan. The Turnigan House? Turnigan. It's a bird that you hunt up there. A Turnigan? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a white... A Tarmigan. Okay. There it's you a, go. It's a Tarmigan. A Tarmigan. Okay. And it's spelled P-T Armigan. Tarmigan. But oh, for real? Yeah, that, it's, <laughs> okay. spelled, it's spelled... The, the P is silent. All right. Um, yeah, it's like a grouse. Yep. Very similar. Uh, well... You're talking about uh, that highway, Seward. That, that highway, um, leaving Anchorage. It's the most beautiful drive in the world, like that I've ever been, and I haven't been everywhere, but I, it's it's just absolutely incredible. For those of you that don't know what Turnigan Arm is, it's it's there's only two places in the world where there's something called a boar tide, and. One is in the Bay of Fundy and the other one is in Turnigan Arm. And it's literally when the tide comes in up this arm, it it creates this wall of water, a solid wall of water. And it can be six feet high. Uh, people surf it. People go out. And, I mean, it it's something worth watching because... Would you rather? I don't know that game. Is it a is it a song or a game? It's a game. Oh, we should we can play Would You Rather. I'm gonna finish the Turnigan story. So people surf this thing now, and in this arm, did you see any of the beluga whales? No, there was. I mean, because it was out. Okay, the tide was out. So you never saw it when it was full. No, oh. I saw it as it was coming back in, but obviously when it's out, it's just 
the bottom mud flats. Yeah. yeah. It's all mud flat and uh, people die in that. Lots of people have died in there cause it's like quicksand. It, um, what's not so quick. No, I forget that liquefaction, I think is what it's called is the sand. When the tide starts uh, coming back in, the sand becomes like jelly. And if you're out on it, you're going to get stuck. And if your foot gets stuck, it's, They've ripped people in half. Kind of, kind of like that peanut butter jelly from the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get stuck in that. No, you don't want to get stuck in the peanut butter jelly. Um, oh, speaking of peanut butter, have you ever tried a bidet? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, have you ever tried one? Anton's done more than that. No. You have no. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm just going to explain something to you. So you can buy this thing for like 60 bucks and it's easy to attach to your toilet at home. My first experience was at my buddy's house um, like a month ago and it felt so good, dude. And I didn't want to, like I was in there just with the bidet full blast for like five minutes (laughs) and it changed my life. Like it's changed my life and it's like uh, you start thinking about it and you know, if you, Say you get peanut butter on the rug, and then you're just trying to wipe it out with a tissue. That's why everybody needs a bidet, because it eliminates that, trying to get it out of the rug with a tissue. Or you could uh, just shave your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, That's the respectful thing to do. I think I'd be really <laughs> nervous of shaving my asshole, though. Why? Don't use it. Don't don't because I can't get down and look at it while I'm doing it. It, Don't use it. Don't use a beard trimmer. Trimmer. (laughs) Just shoot it in the dark. Shoot it in the dark. Um, Yeah, that went south. (laughs) So back to the lower forty-eight. Yeah, no, that sounds good. We'll stop talking about Alaska and start talking about shaving my asshole. (laughs) Sorry, Sam. Dude, stop sending that to all your friends. <laughs> it's, it's great because he only has your photo. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am. No, oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just a, it's the back. Um, well, cool. Oh, what else we got going on? Kind of woke up this morning and I went outside and I'm like, oh shit, winter's coming. Like it's supposed to. I think rain later today and then start snowing, I think in the middle of the night. That's cool. And Sam, you're going to come back, right? right All right, cool. He's going to go use the bidet. (laughs) It's I'm telling you, man, it's a, it's an experience. Like it's, I I know it sounds uncomfortable (laughs) because I don't, I just, I don't, I wouldn't, I would, I don't want my ass wet. Like, well, then you gotta like still wipe it off you can dab it but you use like a fraction you literally go through toilet paper it it it, a whole roll will last you for six months with a bidet because you just rip off a square and dabble dabble and it's done like it's how do you know your asshole's clean because the that's a bidet's job yeah but you still gotta check oh man you the you you will feel can you adjust it to like warmer water yeah or Fully automatic. Warm water, cold water, 
for it, real. Like it, honestly, it, honestly, temperature control. It feels good. The so when I was in Europe as a kid, I think it was Germany. Oh, hold I, on, I got it. So if uh, sorry to interrupt, but um, if you really want to shave down there, then you would use cold water, make your hair stand up. <laughs> okay. Well, right now, because I've been wiping my whole life, my hair is matted. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, there's that. But this is a bidet story. Um, so I'm in Germany. And when I was traveling through Europe, we stayed with host families. Like, in every couple of days, we're with a new host family. Well, Germany's great. I love it. It's just like, wow, what a different place in the world from where I was born and grown. Um but so I go to the bathroom. So I'm sorry, were you in like an exchange student? I was in this program called Up With People. So it was like this big theatrical production, like a kind of like an off-Broadway musical that, sure. that toured. We did a lot of community service and went all over. We, it was a really neat. I could talk uh, 45 minutes about just some of the cool experiences. But So let's talk about that bidet. The bidet. So the... Uh, with the bidet, I, well, I didn't know what it was, okay? And I went to the, you know, I went number two, and then I couldn't figure out how to flush the toilet. So I was kind of... My experience is they still have two separate toilets. Well, there, there was this second thing. And, but I've, but, and I saw a flusher, and I'm like, so maybe this flushes this toilet, because... The toilet I went to the bathroom on, I couldn't find how to flush it. It turns out it was something over here on the wall that you pull. It was not, I don't even know how it was connected to the toilet. Like, I eventually found it, thank, thank God, because I was eating crotwurst and all kinds of, like, I needed to get rid of that. I opened the window. I'm like, oh, man, my host family's going to think I'm just like, just, you know, this is bad. I'm embarrassed. So, but I went over to the second toilet, and it's an actual bidet. And I hit the button and it just <laughs> shoots up like a water faucet. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, what a weird place to have a drinking fountain. <laughs> I, I mean, I was in here a while. Let me get a drink. <laughs> well, I, no, I didn't because it just looked weird. Actually, I might have um, got a drink. But anyway, I don't remember. So let's ride Go down and get your bidet. I'm like, I'm looking right now to see if they sell them at like Home Depot. Add-ons. Let's upgrade. It's an upgrade, man. It is, an, it, and it's not how only. You, how do you spell bidet? That's a good question. Bidet. No, it's something weird. Hey Siri. Oh how no, do you it's spell bidet. B i d e t. Got oh, it. Bidet. Bidet attachment. Yeah, there's a couple different models. You want the one with the two knobs because one is uh, pressure and then the other is... Um, temperature? I think temperature, yeah. Um, and it's... Walmart, 43 bucks. Yeah, let me see it. You can get the discount version on eBay for seventeen ninety nine. I mean, I kind of think we should get one for the office. Yeah, that looks similar. Um The, the model that my buddy has is legit. I would I would be afraid to put that into my bathroom with my son there. It, it might be called a, a clear rear. 
Let me see. My son would lock himself in the bathroom for hours if we had one of those. Why? He would probably tell me he was making a science experiment. <laughs> and you'd hear shit clinging around. He's making a volcano. <laughs> Just um, Yeah, I think it's the... It, there's a lot of options on the on the bidet front. But, I mean, maybe we should seriously get one for the office. And then let's not tell anybody, except for, you know, the people, Katie out there. And Sam's obviously going to know about it. And we should install it in there. We should totally put it in there. And, uh, I mean, it might be a really good present to get as a closing gift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought up closing gifts because I'm always... I, I put so much thought into closing gifts that I never buy a closing gift until the day of, and then I'm just scrambling. Yeah, that's like Christmas for me. I'm fucking terrible at it. I was talking to, uh, I went to O'Reilly's the other day, um, yesterday, and I was talking to the dude that uh, typically helps me there, um, Eric down in Egan at the O'Reilly, and uh I was like, bro, you got you got all your Christmas shopping done? He was like, dude, I got it all done last weekend. Wow. I'm like, what? That, he was like, yeah, my, my, my pocket's hurting right now, but oh, well, I, I had the money to spend and got it done. And I'm like, holy fuck. I haven't even, I haven't even thought about it yet. Yeah, I've, uh, I've thought about it. Like, I've thought about like, oh, you know, what am I going to get? Uh, certain people and in the last couple of years I've actually gotten into it. I just go out and buy bulk spices and make what bulk spices. Oh, sure. Like yeah. Paprika, yeah, salt, yeah. pepper. And, and I yeah. put together these packages of like, cause I like smoking meat. And so yep. I make this uh, homemade rub that is my mom's recipe. But you know, you can only do that so many years in a row. I, uh, this year I experimented with a uh, slow smoking salt like Mediterranean sea salt. Sure. And, uh, what temperature did you, it's pretty good. Smoke it at. I don't remember. I, I have it written down. Um, I, I think I actually did it. I, I was either smoking chicken drummies or I might've been doing a, uh, some type of ribs. Maybe I think it was ribs. So my, I smoked ribs at about two twenty five, two thirty. 30. Yeah. And, uh, so it was close to that. And it, I think it was, it, I did it for an hour and, and the way I did it was I just made an even uh, deal on, you know, the grease splatter guard for bacon that you, it's, it's mesh and it's metal. And you, when you're cooking bacon on your stovetop, you put it over so the grease doesn't splash out. I don't cook bacon on my stovetop. Because of, because it's a mess and, but they make no, these things. No, not because of it's a mess, but it, you, you get, don't you, have you ever baked your bacon? That's what I do. Yeah. That's yes. all I do. But, but they, they make a, they make a, it's a splatter guard. And what I've adapted the splatter guard for is from smoking salt. And you just make your, your thin layer and it won't melt on your smoker. It's, it's, uh, it, the smoke can penetrate from underneath, you know, through the, the mesh. sounds like you're smoking something else. Oh man. I know. And like, Hey guys, I started smoking salt and people look at me and they're like, Oh, uh, it's not, it's not salt. No, it's not bath salt. Fuck that. Fuck that, man. I Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of thinking about this year. Maybe I'll do up some batches of the smoked salt. and. Um, 
you should go start looking for salt. Well, I have some. I've got quite a bit of salt. Is it like, it's like the big thing on the news nowadays is like all the spices are going away. What? Yeah, like there's a, there's, less, a, there's a shortage? A shortage of spices now. Why? I mean, supply chain, is it? Sure. Yeah, that's, that's what I hear. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, I should stock up on some salt then. I mean, cause it, there's so many different salts. Yeah, but it isn't salt salt. No, like there's so many different varieties out there and applications. Like there's, um, of course, more granulated sea salt, which I typically can find at the bulk size at Sam's Club. And just is that uh, like table salt? Is that what you're referring no sea salt? Hmm. Table salt, I think, is I don't know iodized or whatever. Yeah. Um, so no, I haven't had table salt in my house probably in over 10 years. Um, but then there's like, um, I'm a mom. What's it called? There's the flake sea salt that you can get. Um, that's really good for, is that um, like the kosher salt? That's nope. Oh, no, it's uh, then there's the kosher, kosher and then, but the flake salt, um, is made somewhere in the Mediterranean. I would have to look at my my box at home to see what the brand was, but I use that primarily for picanha steak. So, um, a, a, a picanha steak? Picanha. I haven't. I don't know what that is. It it's a Brazilian cut of beef and prepared with only salt, and then you have to. So picanha is also in the United States is known as a coulette um, cut of beef um, or there's one other name. I can't think of it, um, but it's on average, it's about a three pound cut of beef. Then you uh, typically, you know, when you go to the butcher, you can ask them for it. They're, typically really reluctant to do it because it comes off of uh, a, a bigger slab of meat that they use for many other things. So then it's like it takes away, you know, what they are commonly cutting at a butcher shop. So find the butcher, that'll make it for you. Then you um, cut with the grain. With the grain. With the grain. Uh, about two fingers wide um, and you make your cuts of beef and then you leave that there's a fat cap on the bottom okay and if it's too too much obviously you want to trim it down but um, you you leave the fat cap on and you cook it fat cap down and uh, no you you kind of rotate okay uh, through but you put salt on just like right before, only salt, right before you throw it on the charcoal. Do you salt the entire thing or, or just the fat cap or do you? Yep, all sides. Okay. So once you got all, all your cuts, then you salt each side. Um, usually, uh, like in Brazil, traditionally, I think they skewer the, the cuts and then rotate them on the grill like that. Mm -hmm. um, I've always just thrown them on my grill, going with the grill grate, so they kind of balance on there evenly. Then you rotate them, you know, every couple minutes, so it gets a nice char, 
or a nice grill on each side. And then, uh, are you cooking to a temp or are you just kind of eyeballing it? Like I a, just eyeball like a steak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously you can, you know, do like the tenderness check. Like, you know, if you push on it, like it feels like your cheek, then it's more, you know, rare, you know, versus if you put on like think your, whatever part of your, in between your index and your thumb. Oh yeah. It's like, Oh, that's what it is. It's your finger. Right. Yeah. I think there's that method too. Or it gets I tougher. About that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I've always known like if you feel your cheek and if you feel a steak, that's rare. And that's how you should eat a steak in my opinion. Anytime I touch my meat, that, you know, on the grill, like I, I can't get it to my cheek. It goes right to my mouth. I love smoking meat, dude. I love cooking meat over fire. It's one of my favorite things to do. We should do that sometime. We should, I have an extra smoker. We could just, we should throw on the deck here. And, you know, I could get here early in the morning and throw on a 10 pound brisket. <laughs> It'd be early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We, sh- we should smoke some meat. Bob and I were talking about, um, we should have a, just a friendly, like it, everybody get together and we just smoke meat. Cook off. Yeah, and we could do something that's a lot quick. I would do a brisket and bring it just to eat, but for the cook-off, we could do like uh, chicken thighs and maybe... Uh, oh, I love chicken thighs. Me too. That's like my favorite Is piece it? of chicken. Me too. Just love it. I, it's uh, Yeah, it's good cold the next day. It's I, I, uh, I like to get them boneless if I'm going to marinate them in like a teriyaki Hawaiian style. Otherwise, I like the bone in, and then I just do like a dry seasoning, and I'll either smoke them or cook them just on a you know more over direct heat. What's your favorite piece of meat to to cook up? You like to smoke, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I like to smoke, um, but like I, I I enjoy making steak on the grill. I don't I don't use I haven't used a gas grill in a couple of years probably now it's all charcoal or i'm a big big green egg oh i wasn't gonna bring up the big green cheater <laughs> <laughs> and I, I i do have my I, I have i still have my offset my oklahoma joe um but i have not fired it up this season um no excuse other than the big green egg is just more efficient and easier yes yes i know it's not the true art form. Yeah, but it's kind of like a fishing pole, you know. You you can't well you you could only have one, but it's good to have a couple different options. The uh I've I have never actually cooked on a green egg, so I'm totally talking smack about it. I I do enjoy tending the fire and uh just being involved with that process of of the smoking of meat versus, you know, just put it on and forget about it but that would be nice you know if you're going to start a brisket at midnight i mean that'd be nice i'm am unimpressed with uh some pellet grills though all pellet grills okay my opinion and a a green egg is a pellet grill no oh okay no it's how does it work you use charcoal your hardwood charcoal okay um that's good yeah so it, it 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 um 
and then like I, I still add chunks of other flavored wood as you typically would if you're smoking traditionally. Okay. I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you, you have your base of hardwood charcoal. Um, then, uh, depending on your preferences, you add whatever flavored wood that you or not flavored wood, but wood that you want to add like different apple or pecan or cherry. Yeah. Whatever, whatever wood, wood that you want to use to add the flavors that you want to What's achieve. your favorite? Um, I've really grown to love cherry. Like I know apples, obviously a staple cause it's very versatile, but cherry is also really nice and smooth and give you, I mean, everything you can throw at it. It, it balances out really good. I've got a buddy, um, he was at the open mic with me the other night. I haven't seen him since before COVID. Him and his wife have 80 acres out there by Clear Lake out in the woods. And uh, she's a meteorologist, actually. You've probably seen her on the news. Um, I'm not going to say her name right now, but I'll tell you later. They're all different names anyways. Yeah, oh, her name is... Uh, well, do you know her Rainy on Sunshine. camera? Rainy Sunshine. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. I mean, so. what an easy job, you know, it's a... a Fifty percent chance of rain. I mean, or sunshine. Fifty percent chance of sunshine. Yeah. What does that mean? That it might rain. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm talking smack, amiga. Um, so I was talking to them, and uh, he asked if I wanted some cherry. He's got really large cherry trees. Yeah. And apparently, they're all over Minnesota. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to know what to look for, and they're like all over. Well, maybe I should go grab some cherry, like because you'd probably take some too, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. that'd be cool. Yeah, I was when I when I was at uh, last time I was at uh, Gertens getting my charcoal and wood. Um, I was trying to decide between the wood I wanted to add and this dude who's I forgot the name of his uh, barbecue joint here in the cities. Uh, he was like, "Go with cherry." all day long he said that's that's what i use on all the meats in at my smoke shop i was like oh, okay cool sounds good that that's been pretty much this whole smoking season it's what i what i've used then i remembered when we were my wife mainly my wife was clearing out our um under our deck i remembered i had uh two big bundles of applewood from a local farmer so now, awesome. now I'll start using a little bit more of that. So the charcoal I have, hardwood charcoal, it's uh, oak and hickory. And then I add maple or cherry, or excuse me, uh, apple or cherry into it. Nice. But going back to the pellet. Yeah. Those are garbage. Well, I mean, it is, it depends how passionate you are about smoking, I think. Because it does do, it does. Are, are they passionate, do people that use it? Uh, I mean, other passions. Not <laughs> I. They're passionate I about just, Bluetooth. I cannot get into just the the sawdust pellet. The sawdust pellets. No, not at all. I can't like the the smoke ring. It's like a knotted thing. No, and it's uh, it's just not 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 the same bark, if at all. Yeah, and you don't like when I'm smoking. I don't hit it with smoke the whole time. Right. I do it initially, and then I might do it here and there throughout. But it's not built into my fuel right whereas it is on one of those and the only way to get it to 
smoke or not, you have to like jack up the temperature or drop the temperature. And I'm, I'm not sure which does which. Or I, th- I think they just go on their phone and adjust the settings. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> Anybody that has a pellet grill out there, um, at least you're getting out and doing it. You know, it's kind of like an e-bike. They're, they serve a purpose. They get people out riding bikes. But um, yeah, go charcoal. Oh, yeah, all the time. I know I got to cook. I was trying to try to remember what I'm supposed to cook for dinner tonight. I know one of the nights it's supposed to be ribs. My wife does a great job. Like every weekend, she'll make the menu for the following week. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Um, pork ribs or beef ribs? Pork. Spare. Because mm, yep. I make the, I'll trim them down and then uh, make the rib tips out of them. So spare ribs are different than baby backs? Yeah, the babies are like the easy go-to. They're shorter, fatter. That's all I've ever done is baby backs. I've never done spare rib. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're, you know, so you would you would definitely appreciate the spare rib because there's a little little bit more finesse and a little bit more art to it, you know, because it comes as a big slab of rib. Um, but then you got to trim it down you know then you get your your rib tips out of it so then you can you know chop those up i know some people will um leave the whole rib all together and then after the cook is done then they'll make the rib tips out of it but i uh i trim all all my rib tips down trim up the rest of the ribs so they're presentable and then the ends don't get burnt and then i put those rib tips in a aluminum tray put them on with the smoker let them do their thing and do you add any uh yeah we yeah we can pause actually i was getting ready to take a, a little break here so what do you want to eat yeah we're gonna we're gonna come right back we're gonna order some food uh dining dash is that DoorDash? DoorDash. diamond dash that sounds like a a, a cool fast-paced strip club diamond dash like oh diamond dash yeah it means you didn't pay your bill Oh, dine and dash. Oh, dine and dash. I used to do that a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> After a night out and Perkins wouldn't bring me my check in time. Like, fuck you, I'm leaving. And I'm eating more food. That's right. All right, we're going we're gonna to come right back. We got some uh, stuff to take care of. This is Anton's theme song. I would bet you a hundred dollars. Are you going to film this? No. I would bet a hundred dollars that Anton is on his way to Lowe's to get himself a bidet. He's probably ordering one online. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd mentioned Gwen actually gave me one for my housewarming, and it's in my garage. Oh, get install that, dude! It's amazing. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to use one. <laughs> what if you get addicted? Like you are. <laughs> well, that's why I don't have one. <laughs> Where were you that had one? My buddy's house. I'm going to get one. Was it an attached one or was it an actual bidet? It's an attached to the toilet. Okay. One. Um, anyway. Yeah. We talked all about that. The first half of this thing, but we're back. Anton had to leave. He's got more real estate business going on. And uh, Sam's here. I'm here. Who are you? 
I'm Sam. <laughs> Sam Boatman. Out and about in a boat, man. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you want me to like introduce myself? Yeah. Why? What? I met you about last January, I guess, mm -hmm. is when I met you. So. Here on the Snyder team with Chris, we're both realtors. Um, Chris is very um, much more adventurous than I am <laughs> with his music and all of his hobbies. <clears throat> So I was just in here today wrapping some stuff up and Chris has a whole studio in the office now. So here we are. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I feel, I like it here. Mm -hmm. It's so much better than in my house cause I'm alone and I don't really invite people over. And so I end up not spending a lot of time there. It's nice getting out. Katie bitches at me every day about not coming into the office because she has to come into the office now Yeah, because that's how she's productive. Um, <laughs> I actually, but I agree. Like I should be in more because I would be more productive, but it's easier to lay in bed and work on your phone. Yeah. It's, or be in my truck on the ice, ice fishing and on my phone working. Mm -hmm. There are benefits to that, to being able to do that. But I like coming in just cause I get the energy of people around me and at least I feel like I'm trying hard at real estate, mm -hmm. even though sometimes I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing or mm -hmm. maybe should be out meeting people. Or. You're doing what you need to do and that's be you and be out there getting your name out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a new agent, like what's the biggest piece of advice you would give? Um, persistence, being persistent with what you're doing. Um, I don't know, just staying out there, being out there, you know, not, not hiding or getting afraid or, and on, honestly, like you kind of have to fake it till you make it. A lot of agents will say that in the beginning. I definitely feel like in the very beginning, I was totally a deer in the headlights. In fact, right after I passed my test, um, on October 19th of last year, Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my car and I'm like, I, I passed. I, I can't believe I passed because I'm terrible at test taking. And I knew, me too. I knew I was going to fail. I like, I it took me a year to get through my courses and mm -hmm. I knew I was a, scared. I was just afraid to go in and fail. And I even put it off for two months. Mm -hmm. to, I failed one of them like four times. Yeah. And I, I just, I was so happy but mm -hmm. i remember the feeling as soon as it's like yes i i did it i man i did it and and then you got like four deals from one open house no well that was a couple months later because mm -hmm. at that point i was thinking now what mm -hmm. i mean i okay i what do i do now mm -hmm. and so i had in my mind then it's like dude if i ever if i take this real real estate thing to the next level and, and learn and, and enjoy it enough to keep it as a part of my life. I'm making a podcast mm -hmm. I, and it's going to just, cause I wish there would have been a podcast for me to listen to. And I'm sure maybe and it can't is. be all about real estate. Otherwise it would just get boring, which is what you're doing. Yeah. You're a lot like Gwen where like you have a, your hands on a lot of hats, you know? And that's why she does so well. Yeah. You know, you know a lot of people, you're out a lot. You're, always meeting new people like that's not a lot of people yeah it's it, for me it's more the 
keeping my ducks in a row and knowing like the process and mm-hmm. I, I feel super supported having joined this team. I mm-hmm. no regrets whatsoever. I love EXP and mm-hmm. I love the, the Snyder team. Mm-hmm. I just, from the day I came in here, it was like, Oh, the new job <laughs> kind of, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, now everyone's pretty real. Yeah. Everybody's super real, mm-hmm. super real. Have you, when we say names, have you, in your last episode, did you talk about who everyone is? No. Oh, okay. That's just, I, I figured that'll happen over time. As people. So, like, Katie is um, the HBIC of the Snyder team. What does that mean? For- Head bitch in charge. <laughs> um, she sits at her little desk at the top of the stairs, and she could have her own office, but she chooses to sit at the at the desk so she can see who comes in and see if she has to put her eyebrows on or not. <laughs> Is that why she has that shelf? Yeah. Kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. Katie's super helpful. I, I really love Katie. Um, actually yesterday I was expecting her to be here. I'd forgotten that she wasn't going to be here. Seems to be the theme. Yeah. We, we missed you yesterday, <laughs> Katie. She, she does a lot with uh, just keeping us on track and, and helping Everybody, I uh, feel very supported by you, Katie. <laughs> Love you, Chris. <laughs> oh, um, who else? I don't know. It'll all come out there. Yeah, but Chris is going to have a caroling um, extravaganza, so we need to get Rachel Borg on that. Hey, and if we need to get together and hang out and pra- practice mm-hmm. some songs or whatever, I am. 100% down. We could do it here. We could do it wherever. You and Rachel just need to start singing. I think that would be iconic. And she would like... Yeah. I feel like that's how she could be recognized. Really? I can't. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to, to hear, mm-hmm. hear her. Did, does she, uh, has she ever written a song? Uh, I think when she was little, she probably did. Her dad's a musician, too. I think you know her dad. Okay. The Prairie Anthem. They're always at Maple Island, too. What? That's her dad. Brad? Yeah, that's her dad. Get out of here. Yeah. That is so awesome. I love Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve Pointer. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of... Uh, oh, he reminds me of... What's that guy's name? Is Probably before you were born. It's like, I'm Marty Stauffer with Wild America. He kind of looks like yes. a mix of that and somebody- like One of those like Channel 6... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's channel is channel six PBS or like just one of those old, like late night shows yes. with some guy traveling lakes. You yes. Know? He is the, his voice is amazing. I love his it, one is original songs. Like what he writes about is just real. And I feel like it talks about real stuff mm-hmm. and just his delivery with his vocals and his guitar playing. I, I can listen to that guy as mm-hmm. long as, as I can and him and Brad have really good chemistry together they do they do well that's funny we could get Steve to dress up as Santa Claus we could get Brad to help you know to join the band and play with us and then Rachel I'm snapping Rachel right now Chris didn't know that your dad is who he is so we just had this realization on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's uh, that's really cool. So, does does Rachel does she play an instrument or? A... 
She can play guitar. She had a guitar last year and she was traveling a lot or not traveling a lot, practicing a lot with it. Cool. I don't know what else she could do. Yeah. Honestly. Has she ever gotten up and like, have you, has she ever pulled her guitar out and started playing and singing a song and a little bit, Okay, but she's definitely done like karaoke and like, yeah, perform. She loves perform. She's not shy at all. Cool. One time she was pissed at Ziggy's because we actually um, were in there and she like sang like four songs and they were basically like, all right, well, the next person can come up. And she was like, no, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so. Well, yeah, I'll have to, we'll put together like, start putting together like a little playlist of you know, pick three or four and I'll do my best. And she would do really well at like the Christmassy, like, yeah, carolly stuff. Mm -hmm. See, and with music, like I, I don't read music. I taught myself by ear. And so. Was that your sister that was up there with you too? No, that's Lori. Oh, who's that? Lori Lofstrom. She's, uh, I met her maybe like four years ago and she started coming out to an open mic that I was hosting downtown Stillwater. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just, over the years we became friends and, and uh, she writes a lot of songs and she's just been a super supportive of my music but also my uh people ask me what my band is called and it's like i just label it under third wheel project mm -hmm. so so for example when Borg is that your comes llc out, my llc is third wheel productions oh so that's where we funnel the money yeah that's <laughs> where well and i haven't even opened the bank account yet but this is motivation <laughs> to do it because i'm gonna I, I, i'm gonna reach out to sponsorship for this podcast, you know, to, to mm -hmm. help pay for whatever we need for it. And, um, but so the idea of the third wheel is everybody that's a part of this big co-op and mm -hmm. it's almost like a super band. Now there's a lot of talent in it. Um, at one point, everybody in it was a third wheel to the project. It's mm -hmm. like, Hey, if, if you can sing, if you can play and get up on stage and, and then we just, that's, how the magic happens and it starts either there's chemistry or there's not you know it all i mean i actually just kind of got into podcasts and i'm obsessed with like the true crime like katie was talking about mm -hmm. that she's really into that too so i've been listening to a little bit of that crime junkie and then a little bit of um, my favorite murderer my favorite murder that's awesome have you ever listened to those i haven't I've been, uh, so I've got three that I listen to often. One is called YNAB, and that's a budgeting. It's about budgeting. That's something that I need to improve in my life if I want to. Don't we all? You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a challenge. Some people are really good at it, and some people it takes more effort, and I, I'm definitely the latter. But, um, and then the other one is I, I, I really enjoy Joe Rogan's podcast. I like it because he he asks a lot of questions and I know he's a comedian and a commentator, but he doesn't, he's just real neutral and um, all of his guests, he has so many cool guests from all spectrums. Mm. And so I, I really enjoy listening to his podcast. And then the other one, it's called Meat Eater with Steve Rinelli and this guy hunts and fishes. I feel like this one's really you. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it's so cool to listen to the stories and um, 
the I like his documentary style, and it kind of, that's what has re inspired me to start making fishing videos again. Mm. I I did that. I started doing it in like two thousand two, and just with cheap cameras and old stuff. And I've got a lot of YouTube's out there of my adventures. Very low budget, low quality production, but the, I like watching them still because it's a memory for me, and and it it really inspired me. Mm-hmm. Seeing somebody else do it, that there's enough interest out there to support something like that. Mm-hmm. So that would be like my dream job. I think would be to pitch an idea to Netflix or mm-hmm. one of these streaming services, and then just do like a pilot. You know, year. I think it, my dream job would probably be like a food critic. Yeah, travel around the country and like go to like high end restaurants and like, or not even high end restaurants, and just like eat their food and like rate it yeah that'd be awesome so well let's what do you think about the food here in in st paul minneapolis area i don't get into the downtowns enough um but you know i haven't had many awful experiences it's all pretty good have you been to that foco de foco de chow not for a long time no but i love like buca What's that? Buca de, de Beppo. It's like in a family style Italian restaurant. Mm. Um, I don't know. What else do I like? Lake Homo Inn's awesome. I haven't eaten there. So good. Best brunch. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? And you get like six courses. What? Mm-hmm. When is brunch? Is it every day? Sundays, I think. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um... Anywhere downtown Stillwater is good. Lolo's, Lolo and, Lolo and Hudson, Lolito. I don't know. There's so many. Where did we order today? Teriyaki Madness. It's just like a, a chain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be good. I it's mean, good. It's good. Well, that 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 might be kind of fun to do on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just you can pick a spot and we can work that into it and mm-hmm. do a little review and then it's a good idea. Are you going to, you know, do you, do you do a review on the places that you only love or do you, you could do a replace on the place you don't love that you ended up at, you know? Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Where do you go? Well, being that I'm, I play in the bars and these restaurants, a I a lot of bar food. Well, not really, but I feel like I'm always out. So, Match. I prefer to cook. Yeah, I prefer to just like it's better home cooked meals and like it's hard for me to order a steak anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's hard because I feel like I can make a steak mm-hmm. and do a good job. Whereas like if it's something that I don't normally prepare, say like Italian food, mm-hmm. sure I can figure it out, but you know I I'll seek that out or you know pizza because mm-hmm. I don't make pizza. That's why it's like if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out to like somewhere nicer because like matchstick and still water. I like that place. Amazing food. That's not food I could make at home. Yeah. You know that it's been a while since I've been there. I think it was the last time we went out as a team mm-hmm. to matchstick. We should, we should hit that place up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked really good. We got somebody in the in the office right now it's the food it's the food all right we're gonna take a break we are going to <laughs> eat some comida <laughs> oh my god
that sounds really cool. No, this group is never at a loss for words ever, ever. It's like when you go to our team meetings, I mean, you have to like prep in your head prior of what you need to say, because if you don't, it's never going to come out. Right. It can come out here. Well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, like important stuff. Maybe, hopefully the podcast doesn't become mandatory at the team meeting. Right. Or like whenever. watch episode two. I have something to say. Yes, actually <laughs> that'll get followers and subscribers. And I need the whole team to watch this so I can get my point across, please. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. And then we'll just talk about Sam's clothing. Right. Yeah. Talk about what Sam recently purchased. Escalade. Escalades. Jewelry. More dogs. Stoodles. <laughs> His dog scared the crap out of me today because I'm walking up the stairs, looking down at my phone. Sure. And I'm almost at the top stair and I just look up and he's like, I'm like, I. Baguette was like that? It got, he, she got me. Oh my gosh. She, she's really coming into her own. She gets startled. Yeah. (laughs) But she ended up being really friendly and she is the sweetest thing ever i mean total fluff ball mashed potatoes cute dog <laughs> so did uh i'm not i'm not sure if katie um or rachel mm-hmm. mentioned the did you hear about the snake i found yes were you here for that i wasn't but i i saw many many snapchats of this snake and how we all need to burn this place down <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny like how did it get in here well i was at the same stair that his dog barked at me and it was, it had crawled all the way up to that very last. It had one more yeah. step. Yeah. It was a little garter snake. And I, I mean, I like, I don't mind snakes. I uh, picked it up. And I'm like, hey, right. Or Katie. No. There's a snake and they freaked out. Oh, I, I would be <laughs> paralyzed with fear. And I saw, it, I wouldn't consider it small either. <laughs> well, it, yeah. So I have a video to show you then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, video I made. I don't know if I want to see it. You have like a scary, like snark. I feel like this is going to be like an anaconda situation <laughs> and I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> well, it's the very first nature show I made and it's really funny. Is it? I, I think it's funny. I, and it's it, about snakes oh my in the Ozarks goodness. and their cotton mouth. We stumbled across 20, 25, 30 of them at night and me and my younger uncle, mm-hmm. uh, grandpa got married later in life and sure. had more kids. Sure. Him and I both grew up handling snakes and frogs and cause grandpa was a herpetologist uh-huh. and he taught reptiles and amphibians. Sure. And so we're comfortable around them. Mm-hmm. So we went out one night down below my parents' house and the, on the Illinois river in Eastern Oklahoma in the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. And we get down to the, the river and it's like, all of a sudden we realize like there's cottonmouth everywhere and cottonmouth are venomous. I was going to say, is that like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's a, ven- it's like a rattlesnakes in North America, are venomous, okay. um, cottonmouth, copperhead. I know. Co- okay. Yep. Yep. So a cottonmouth is one of those snakes. Right. You don't want to mess with them. You don't want to get bit by one. So you don't want to mess with them. <laughs> and they don't want to mess with you. Like they're trying to get away, right. but no, you don't want to step on one or. Right. So it's this video of us, and we're talking. We're talking like this. It's today on a planet of animals. Oh my god! Going out into the Illinois basin, <laughs> and me and my uncle, we have a very similar timber in our voice. Yep. And we both narrate. We take turns narrating the the, 
these shots and it's hard to tell who's who unless it's our face on the right on the screen your afflictions are the same it's pretty funny <laughs> it sounds incredibly nerdy but i think like <laughs> it's probably gonna be super cheesy but i do need to see it yeah especially do. if you're acting as though you're like you know just being in the ridiculous. bush just being ridiculous <laughs> I enjoy laughing at, even at my own jokes. and Right. Well, that's the thing with even doing any type of content. You look back at what you did like five, 10 years ago and you, you think, gosh, I thought that was really cool. Or like an old Facebook post and you're just like mortified that you would even write that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's good that you have, you know, you still can look back because I can't. <laughs> yeah. I, that is tr- completely true. And that's, I'm so thankful. That's the biggest thing I'm thankful for. Because mm-hmm. I, I, when I started my YouTube channel, I never did it to get subscribers or. Sure. It was just for me. A to creative have, outlet. To have memory. It's mm-hmm. better than a journal mm-hmm. or as good. And, you know, because <laughs> right. you get to go back and I get to see these and relive these moments in my life that I otherwise would have forgotten. True. And then um, I, I also have these recordings. I used to make hip hop beats for my brother. Oh my to, gosh! And he he was amazing at rapping. Really? Yeah, and his his lyrics they were just were so awesome. So I have these recordings of my brother and I rapping together. Very cool. And so that's another cool thing is to have somebody's voice when they once they do pass on. Sure. You know. Oh, you, absolutely. They're still in the room with you. Yeah, that that uh, that I can think is really really cool. I actually save voicemails too for that exact reason. You know, just to listen to somebody's voice, but knowing you have it captured in YouTube or in a podcast or whatever, that's just a more secure place, which is awesome. Yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere. No, I mean, no. Unless the sun wipes us out. But Right. Whatever. And then at, at that point, I mean, if it's no longer a computer, it's something else that can be transferred, right? Yep. So that's yeah. cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Because well, you could do journaling though, because you're you're writing. At least you can read it years and years. That's something that is always going to last forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, I used to take you, you know back in like I guess high school or you could take tests and you were allowed one piece of paper. Yes. So I used to write about a quarter that size, and I would actually be able to fit the entire the entire anything in the section of book that were I literally had everything transcribed in the smallest of writing it was no fair oh my gosh yeah no no I wrote like per line three letters <laughs> yeah <laughs> just so I you know it didn't take much to fill the the page for a test or whatever <laughs> are you a good test taker uh I- it depends on what it is. If it's something I'm passionate about, such mm-hmm. as like when I got my real estate license, it just took me one that the one try. Um, but in school, oh my gosh, yeah, I was I was horrible, absolutely horrible. I didn't yeah. I didn't care. Yeah, didn't I didn't try. How long did it take you to get through all your your classes? Uh, real estate, I t- it took me four months to get my license. I was wow. transitioning from another job, and I just kind of took my. T- yeah, I just went, I, I feel, I don't know. Is that a long time or is that a short amount of time? I feel like that's compared to how long it took me. Yeah. It took me a whole year from when I started the classes to the end. Because the way I learned was I took notes the first time through the mm-hmm. video. And then I'd go listen to the video a couple times again and again, oh, okay. just in my, in my headphones while I'm doing other sure. things. Yep. Just, 
and then I would test out of that chorus and then go to the next one. And cause, um, I did all mine online, but then when I got done with that and I got my certification certificate, <laughs> you got licensed. I got my, I got my certificate. Uh, I'm a damn professional. I, tell you what, <laughs> I was so intimidated by taking the test. I yeah. knew I was going to fail. Mm-hmm. I literally completely, I think three months went by. I sure. didn't touch any of the material, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then one day I'm like, you know, it's now or never. I'm right. going to just go take my test. I'm going to fail yeah. it. I'm going to learn from the first time through and it'll take me three times or a sure. hundred sure. times. And I pass it on my first time. See? I'm so happy. I, I was too, because like going in there was like a whole process too. I mean, I felt like I was going into a jail to take a test. It, yes. I, it was the most sterile environment. And I mean, they like patted me down and were like, lift your sleeves. And I was like, what? I know. <laughs> For them to have to do that means that somebody did try at one point to write on their arm or I don't know, put notes up their sleeve. Like that's ridiculous. The, the yeah, I had guitar picks a couple in my pocket. I had to leave them. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you going to do with that? Well, with your tiny writing, maybe you did. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Microfiche. I just had like a. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, but yeah, I I'm so thankful I I passed that first time because I everybody that I spoke to with they were like it's the hardest test and you're never gonna want to take it again. So you know having that pressure and then already not liking tests to begin with, I was like, oh great, and you're paying for it. So um, you said you were passionate about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. When did that start for you and why? How? Well, you know, actually probably since even high school, I real estate, I went to school for interior design mm-hmm. and everybody always said, why, why not real estate? Why don't you kind of combine these two things that you're really passionate about? And it's that leap of faith that going into a job at 18, that you're not going to get a, not, you know, you're, your fully commissioned job was right. really intimidating. So is this, I'm sorry, is this your first uh, full commission job? Yes. So okay. prior to this, I, I did have a, a sales job where I, I received a commission, but then I had a base salary, which was pretty good, but it was also that sense of, secu- you know, you just needed that little security. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of realized, no, this isn't for me. I can, I can do this. And then I did it and I'm, kicking myself like why didn't I do this sooner this is so this is so right I feel the same way Sam if you have something to say like you feel oh, no, I'm all right come on well, no, he, from back there like he's Claire was doing it from back there yesterday it was funny because she was making copies <laughs> and she was just like <laughs> <laughs> Sam always has something to say especially when I'm speaking up he's either like nodding his head or he's just like rolling his eyes <laughs> or needs to add because I missed something so I think what we'll do is He's like my shadow. That's we all need shadows. <laughs> kind of like Katie's a shadow. Yes, that's also yeah. <laughs> what what we'll do is if, if I want to run a microphone over there, mm-hmm. so we can turn it on over there. So then now we have three. Yep. And then it'd be funny to go hide one on Katie's desk. Oh my gosh. You know, and just yeah, she's she's the best person to mess with. So I feel like any opportunity we have, we have to mess with her. Okay. The easiest target. Oh, 
And she knows it though. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You can't TP her house. Did you hear about that? No, uh-uh. So one night, what was that, two years ago, a year ago, Sam? Mm, two, years. two years ago, him, Sam, and Claire TP'd Katie's house. And, and then <laughs> at night? Yeah, at night, <laughs> prior to the pandemic where there's no toilet paper in sight. So what did she do? Did anybody stick around till the morning? She threw a huge fit. Yeah. Were you pissed? I was very upset. Did you know who it was? Oh, yeah. I, con- I, I sent a group text to all of them, and I said, you guys need to clean this up by 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I said, there's a toilet paper shortage. This is insensitive. <laughs> you were serious? She. Oh, I said, my husband worked on the lawn. Oh. No, no, no. Continue. Continue. No, hold on, Katie. This is goes back to the bidet conversation yeah. earlier. This is why you get a bidet. Exactly. <laughs> she needs one. She does. Have you seen this girl eat? She needs one. <laughs> we all need one. Like I've never felt so clean. And I only use it once a week when I go by my buddy. I go by my buddy's house and I'm like, hey, I'm just here to use the bidet. And it's so worth it. You can get an attachment. I've been meaning to, and I just haven't yet. <laughs> Christmas present. Oh, really? You have one? We should put it on that. Anton is going to be at the office way more than he realizes. He's going to be like, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting one. <laughs> Squeaky clean. <laughs> so how long have you been doing real estate? I'm going on four and a half years. Wow. Yeah, right? Yeah. And how long have you been on the Snyder team? I just started in April, so not okay. very long. Yeah. Oh, so I've been on the Snyder team longer you, than you. You have, yeah. If you were around, you would know. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. This is what it's taken well, for me to get in here. Yeah. Is to have like be able to do this and. Well, this is good. I think this. We always want to see more, Chris. Right. <laughs> well, that's so nice. And now, now we have a reason to talk to you. Yeah, and not about me <laughs> behind my back. We're gonna go get a drink. Yeah, now we're going to go get cocktails, our afternoon cocktails, and so you talk to, shit about you. I'll sit in, at the table in front of you with my back right. to you. Right, yes. It's, I'm glad <laughs> you understand. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what do, what, what do you have going right now as far as business and um, anything yeah. exciting? Uh, yeah, I, so typically this kind of this time of year right prior to the holidays is always a little intimidating um people are deciding like do we want to wait till after the holidays or let's just do it now before so it's that weird fine line and this year i i really lucked out i just last week i put on two new listings and i have and they're going to be purchasing as well with me which is awesome that's great yeah and they're good listings and it they'll go quick so hopefully we'll get them out of their houses before the holidays. But on the on the Minnesota side, or is this over in Wisconsin? This is all in Minnesota. Yep. Cool. So I the and it thankfully too their past client referrals I, this year it's wow. really been I, that's the nice thing. And I always tell a new agent you got to give it time. Got people people have to trust you, and you got to build that past client clientele too. Mm-hmm. And that's starting to come back, and people are referring and or 
outgrowing. So everybody's reaching out again, which is such a good compliment to have the past client reach out to you that you sold the house to saying, okay, now we've grown out and we want you to sell it. And I'm sure that wherever you came from before, which we don't even have to mention Mm -hmm. those, we probably shouldn't, but they have probably been reached out by that group Mm -hmm. of people, but they had such a good experience with you that right. Right. That's what it's all about. Right. It's in the, that's sometimes when brokerages have stigmas, it's really, it's to me, it's the agent. I I don't care who I'm working with on the sell side. If it's, you know, X, Y, Z brokerage, I want to work with good agents that want to get the deal done and have respect for each other. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, some people are really stuck on brokerages. I'm, I'm not, um, but it, it's just about integrity. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And the only way you can develop that is by developing good relationships. And Exactly. Right. Never burn a bridge, right? Nope. It's nope. sales 101 or life 101. And if, if you do <laughs> own it right. and yeah. apologize make- and make it right. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to... Things are, balls are going to get dropped. Um, But like you said, you got to own it and make it right. And hopefully people remember that you took ownership of a mistake, which, you know, swallow your pride. Um, How long have you been with EXP then? Since April. Since April. Yeah. So Sam had been recruiting me for a very long time. And so one night we were sitting in my kitchen uh, having many glasses of wine. And he was like, okay, you got to do it. And I was like, all right, fine. And I, at the moment was just kind of appeasing him to change the subject. Yeah. Yeah. Within seconds, he has emailed Katie, Jen, Bob, everyone, Gretchen's coming over. He's invited me to the team Facebook page. I I mean, balls were rolling (laughs) within five minutes. (laughs) I'm like, wow, you know, this is okay. Uh, wake up to an email from Bob saying, come on in today and we'll get you set up. I was like, oh, this is happening. So no turning back. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you, do you enjoy the EXP? Uh, just, I guess not being a brick and mortar so much yeah. as it is like, it's whatever we make it. Right. I do. You know, where I came from, it it was wonderful for me at the time. Uh, but now I am to a point in my career where I really am um, in a, sitting in a good place and I know what I need as an individual agent and I need independence. And I really strive off of EXP being able to create it really, you can create whatever you want. It can be whatever you want. And it, the tools are there. And it's just, you know, if you want to use it, use it. If not, just do your thing. And that's kind of me, you know? Yeah. I just want to do my thing. I think you and I are a lot alike yeah. in that. Yeah. Like, that I don't aspect. want to mold to anything. I don't want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like, I don't know. It sounds, I mean... I don't even know. It sounds stupid to say I don't want to be told what to do, but when you're independent and you're running your own business, it's kind of, you know, you get used the beauty. to that. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of this. Yeah. And that's the reward to the risk, mm-hmm. you know, cause mm-hmm. there's always a risk at running your own business, any business owner outside of real estate. Right. You have to work a lot more hours than I think somebody with a, 
nine to five or right. working for somebody right. for organization or a corporation, like it's uh there's a there's a trade off. You spend more time doing it, but then you're rewarded by this sense of freedom. Like I'm manifesting my own destiny. Right. Exactly. And it to have that you, there is no cap really of how far you can take it. And mm-hmm. if you're bringing in what you want to bring in, Hey, good. Then take a day off, go shopping, go fishing, go do whatever, you know, spend time with friends and family. But really this job, there really isn't a turn off button. No. <laughs> you know, you're always really working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know. And that's something that I feel like I, um, just in my own personal life a little bit, it's, it's, you know, I spent a lot of, I've spent a lot of time entertaining people mm-hmm. and in the bars yep. and in front of people doing this thing to where it's really, I don't, that's the last place I want to be when I'm done working. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, I like, I just don't, don't enjoy it. But now that I'm in real estate, it's mm-hmm. like, I have a, actually a really unique thing mm-hmm. just b- by making those relationships it, in my in the quote unquote watering holes right where i know if i go over to the next stop right now mm-hmm. or in pretty much anywhere in stillwater i'm gonna see people i know yeah and there's been a couple deals that have crossed my plate this year that have been people that have followed my music or been to shows or mm-hmm. in that in that realm yeah to where it's like, oh, Snyder, I hear you're doing real estate now. And right. hey, I, I want to sell my house. Right. And if I wouldn't have made that stop, and it's not because I wanted to stop and have a beer. Right. It's because I wanted to see who's in there and then kind of prospect mm-hmm. in a real organic way. Right. Yeah, you have to be, You people really can see when somebody's being distant, like when somebody's not being genuine. You know, I, I see a lot of new agents trying to, find what that is for them. And you can tell that they're doing some searching and trying to figure out what type of lead generation works best for them. And see, I'm the opposite of you. Like I can't go into a local area and have people know who I am. Like, even though I grew up in Minnesota, I I live in Hudson. It's just, you know, that's just not where my, my uh, leads come from. It's it's, so I had to find that out too. That took me a while too to figure out what, where my income is going to come from, where my leads are going to come from. And so that, that, I think that was the most challenging thing when I first got into real estate, because you have so many people that are like you that know a lot of people in the area. I know Claire is very, you know, she knows a ton of people. Social butterfly. Social butterfly. And same with Andrea. And so it's like, hmm, well, where am I going to be at? You know, so um, finding that out and really it's, it's past clients, referrals. Uh, that's really my honeypot. Yeah. So, yeah. So what are some of the things that you do to stay in contact with your past people? Mm, it all depends. I really, ca- again, I'm catering to each person. I, I, I understand what somebody wants. Maybe one I, dropping off a bottle of wine to somebody on their doorstep because I saw they were having a crappy day saying, Hey, had this one's on me or just a check in handwritten note that, you know, the old school mentality of a handwritten note goes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I mean, the sky's the limit. I've even reached out and said, Hey, you want to go shopping? 
<laughs> like you need to get yeah. out of the house because again, a lot of these people are people that I know. So it's, it's a different type of relationship. Yeah. But they end yeah. up becoming friends after that right. first transaction. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been invited to weddings. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's just birthday parties. It's, it's been crazy, it, it, but it's rewarding when I get that invite. It's like, Oh my gosh, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Cause you, you know, we're human. We always second guess ourselves a little like, Ooh, did they actually like me? <laughs> yeah. Or did I, you know, did I talk too much? Did I talk about myself too much? Right. Or I don't know, you know, you yeah. know what I'm talking yeah, about. We always, it's just like, that little anxiety inner conscience. Yeah. That's like, Ooh, Oh, did I offend them by saying that? Like, or, you know, and of course at the end of a transaction, you, you walk away and you congratulate them. But if you don't stay in contact, then there's kind of that weird lull in between. And you're like, okay, are they going to think I'm reaching again, thinking it too much in my head? Are they thinking I'm reaching out solely to get more business or are they going to feel like I'm just being nice and reaching out mm -hmm. those inner thoughts? But really at the end of the day, always reach out. People love to hear from you, you yeah. know? Just not like, I'm not going to call them a hundred times and be like, Hey, answer my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a quick text or something yeah. like I'm thinking of you. I hope all is well. Yeah. You know, doesn't yeah. have to be too much. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't do that and, yeah. and that's okay Yeah, for the rest of us right. that do. Yeah. I, I, and you, again, it has to be genuine to you. If you don't like to do that, then it's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what else you want to talk about? What else? I don't know. What What are you What are you doing this weekend? Hmm. I am going to a family reunion in Iowa this weekend. Oh, really? Yes. Where Driving in Iowa? Five hours, northwestern Iowa, Cherokee. Oh, I recently played at Lake Okoboji. Okay. Yeah. Is it close to yep. there? Kind of. So from Okoboji, about an hour. Oh. Yeah, south. For South. Okay. South. Mm -hmm. Have you been to Okoboji? Oh yeah. That's actually where my husband and I went for our honeymoon. Captain's getaway. Yes. Did you go to that bar? Yes. So we pretty much went to every bar in Okoboji. And they're all right there. <laughs> right. It's not hard. <laughs> that was one of the funnest shows I've ever played. Actually. Well, la last time I played at Ziggy's was a lot of fun. Yes. I was had a so good blast. Like the, the energy. Yes. Everything. Yes. But this Lake Okoboji show I played, when I say it was one of the better ones, it's because we were, I didn't realize it until I got there. I would have brought my full band for what I was, I was not, right. I did not know what I was getting into. It was, there were like 1,200 people mm -hmm. and they were all there to see Parker McCollum, okay. who's a famous big time sure. up and coming uh, yep. country artist. And they were all there to see him and party. And With I feel party. like I feel like the three piece I did bring. Yeah, we killed it. You did. We uh, yeah, but it was you, I, you really did. I mean, people were on their feet dancing. Yeah. I mean, I got there at. Oh, okay. You're talking about Ziggy's. Yeah. I'm talking about the in, in at Lake Okoboji, oh. Captain's Paradise, or <laughs> oh, Captain's okay. Getaway. Oh, okay. I was that, gonna say Ziggy's was awesome. But Ziggy's was funner than that show, but okay. that show was, had this level of energy sure. and I didn't know anybody. Sure. It was just like, kind of felt like an arena sure. situation. Yeah. Um, and that town was really, I thought Iowa was the most, 
I have a lot of respect for anybody mm-hmm. that chooses to live there, but I could not. It's a snooze fest sometimes, yeah. Iowa. Like I, my husband begged me to move there when we just were when we figured out we were ready to buy a house, and I was like, absolutely not. I, yeah, <laughs> like, I will end this relationship today if you make me go to Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, where he wanted me to move, the population is no joke, a hundred people. Yeah. So. Uh, nearest gas station's like 40 miles. Oh, wow. That doesn't work for me. No, I'm surprised there's not a come and go there. No, there is nothing. I mean, I need a Walgreens. I need a Target. I need people. People. Goodwill's kind of cool. Anything. I mean, I just need people. People, you know, Uh, especially if I'm going to be selling real estate. (laughs) Yes, I get it. There's kind of a, you know, um, the and, average home in the house in the town that he wanted me to move into was twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, well, I'm glad he made the right choice. <laughs> I, I am too, I you know, and I think he is too. Whether I mean, it's something we always bicker about, but I think he knows he made the right choice moving to Hudson. Yeah, Western Wisconsin is beautiful. It's awesome. It's I really like it. Right, and we got some acreage and stuff like that, so he kind of feels like he's. In Iowa. Yeah. Does he fish and hunt? <laughs> yeah. He, he's really into hunting and all that. So he, and toys, I mean, four wheelers, things like that. So he wants to get out and be outside all the time. Does he fish? No. That's actually something I'm better at than he is. I want to, after we're done, I mm-hmm. want to uh, send you, maybe I'll post it on the Snyder Team website. It's a YouTube I made. It's a documentary on... Uh, what jugging is? Oh, sure. For yeah, jugging for catfish down yep. in the Ozarks. Yep. It. I'd never experienced anything like it, <laughs> and we're catching monster blue catfish, sure. which are delicious. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's Th- that. It's fun. It that was so would be fun. Uh, catfish scare me. You know, like the noodling mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that. Uh, for I see so many of those videos where these people go underwater, and I'm like, are they ever going to come back up? Like they're gone. Yeah, I, they're not coming back up. You couldn't. I, there's absolutely nothing that would get me to do that, unless like there was a kid down there. Then okay, I'm of course, get the kid, but or a dog, or a dog. Yeah, <laughs> but like no, like uh. these, they're nasty. These fish. Oh yeah. Like, well, they're they're incredibly strong, and when you stick your hand in a catfish's mouth, it does this alligator roll. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have teeth, but it feels like sandpaper in its mouth. So you get, you know, people have scars all the way up their arm. And if you get it, like Mm-mm. the biggest catfish that we got or that I was having to deal with in this kayak was uh, about 30 pounds. Okay. And that was a beast. And and, yeah. it, and they get to be 100 pounds. So like that thing would rip your arm off. Right. And some of these people that are doing it, I mean, they have females that are probably 120 pounds yeah, doing this. I and know. they're just some badass girls going in, the, in this muddy, murky water, too. It's and like, you don't God, know. what are you swimming in? What is, What is that? Yeah, I mean, there's snapping turtles, too. Alligators. Yeah. Crocodiles, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. You won't catch me noodling. <laughs> no, 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 no. Grew up fishing my whole life, but I will never noodle. I, I, I won't even, I catfish and it's not, not really my thing, but. Yeah. I, I never targeted catfish. Yeah. No. But these, so the blue catfish, they're predatory. Mm. And so they only eat other live fish. Okay. So the meat is incredibly white. I mean, it's mm. white, white, like sure. walleye. And oh, it's nice. very similar to walleye as far as taste. Hmm. 
yeah, it's a v- incredibly clean and delicious fish. Yeah. Um, but then your other catfish, like your flatheads and your channel cats, and I yeah. think down there they have mud cats. Those are all bottom feeders. They're eating stuff yeah. that's been dead. Ugh. And so, and that translates right into meat. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, ugh. I just, the, <laughs> I just, I'm like replaying these videos that I see in my head and these, the water, like the water alone, like there's some bodies yeah. of water that rivers, creeks, like I would never, ever, barely in even waders would I go in there. Yeah. Much less eat a fish out of there. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. I've a, I have a tough time wanting to ever catch and eat a fish out of the Mississippi. Oh, God. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I'm skeptical enough out of the St. Croix. Right. But I hear the St. Croix is pure and clean and whatnot. As, as much as it can be. We went on a kayaking trip and my husband and his friends were f- fishing and um, my husband's not much of a fisherman, but he caught a fish and he was like, I'm going to cook this fish on the shore and I'm going to eat it now. Cause he was yeah. so proud of himself. What kind of fish was it? I don't even know. It was like in this crappy river in Iowa and it was a truly like mutant fish. Like nobody knew what it was. <laughs> we like took pictures of it and like tried to Google what it was. And like, it was like not found. You got to send that to me. It is. I want to see so- that picture disgusting it looked like something if you ever watched the simpsons and like when they like the nuclear power yeah, plant yeah and homer's like dumping like stuff in this water and like five eyed like five eyed fish come out yeah that that's that fish that my husband literally did cooked. he eat it yeah with a lighter he cut up a beer can and oh. lit it and like <laughs> cooked it. i mean it was it got pretty pretty uh backwoods for a while there <laughs> That sounds so disgusting. It was. Literally, we were all like completely disgusted with it. We were just, we were like laughing and like, no, don't do it. Oh. <laughs> he I, claimed it tastes, he said it was fine, but. Tastes like chicken. I mean, I think he was, it looked, oh, and it was mushy too. Like, yeah. oh God, no, no. That sounds like a uh, fear factor. <laughs> Worse. I mean, because he probably got like some crazy, I don't know, he probably has a parasite. He's, Probably, <laughs> unless he's been eating stuff that has already killed the parasite. Yeah. Well, I think he he has that kind of army mentality where, like, yeah. if I didn't die now, I'm not not nothing's gonna kill me, kind of thing. And so he ate the mutant fish. I don't know. It's a mm. man I married. That's great. Love What's is his a name? strange thing. Uh, Luke. Awesome. Well, I look forward to meeting Luke. Yeah. Sometime. Yeah. You guys will get along really well. Yeah. He can. Come on and talk about hunting if he wants. He would love that. He Well, he's a little shy, but he would maybe get out of his comfort zone. Yeah, nobody's here. That's true. Except for Sam and Katie. Yeah. Snapchatting. Snapchatting, t- gossiping. <laughs> always, Katie's always looking over Sam's shoulder like, what's happening now? <laughs> Who snapped what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Gretchen... Is very nice to have you on. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, this was fun. This yeah, was you easy a, breezy. You have a great radio voice. Thanks. So, Thanks. like, seriously, anytime. All right, let's keep doing it. That's good. Yeah, we should. Yep. All right. This is awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and for now, we're going to take a break. Well, thanks for listening. 
If anybody has any good ideas for what we should call this podcast, uh, please leave a comment or reach out on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Just find me. And uh, I'm kind of being led in this direction. I should just call it Snyder and Friends. And then, uh, yeah. So anyway, open to suggestions and uh, look forward to talking to you later.